Hello, welcome. Hey guys, welcome to Groomed LA, the beautiful life awaits. This is Emily Wagner. I am your pilot. I am your captain. I am your, I'm your warm teddy bear friend. No, no, I'm not. I'm your host. It's so great to be here today. This is episode three. It is getting funky up in here. So today I have a really exciting conversation for you, especially for those of you living here in Hollywood. This is groomed LA after all, um, and are in show business. My guest today is screenwriter Craig Borton. Now, the interesting thing is that, you know, here in Hollywood, we, we really just, we're so celebrity focused. We're so focused on who's who in the movie stars. And we kind of brush over, unless you're really deep into the business or you're a writer or a director, um, the people behind the scenes and barely behind the scenes. I'm talking about the screenwriters. They're the ones who are responsible for making the material that we see on the screen. Um, without them, there are no, I don't know who, Brad Pitt's. That's a really dated reference. I don't even know, like Timothy, whoever that guy is in that other movie, Call Me By Your Name. I, I, I'm I, too old. I don't remember anything. Anyway, you get the point. It's all about the writer, for me at least, because I, I write as well. Not like Craig, though, because Craig wrote The Dallas Buyers Club, which was nominated for an Oscar. <sighs> I feel honored to know him. Now, the cool thing about Craig and the reason why this story is so exciting, if you haven't, if you're not up on this... Um, this is an amazing story about passion and seeing your mission and your goal to the fucking bitter end because Craig started writing this over 20 years ago. I met Craig when we were young little we, 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 we embryos here in Hollywood. We were in an acting theater company together and, you know, he was dabbling in writing. By the way, back then Craig was doing yoga. Craig was a yogi before anyone was, but that was besides the point. Um, he was always on a journey of, you know, self-awareness and enlightenment. Um, he always had that conversation going, which also ties in really well with Groomed LA because we get to hear about the ways that he takes care of himself, his his wellness routine and his self-care, which is always fascinating to me. Um, but also because Craig started writing this 20 years ago and it wasn't until just a few years ago when it actually not only got made, but, you know, became a reborn in a sense. So we get to hear about what it takes to be a screenwriter in Hollywood, what it takes to stick it out, and also what it takes to have an A plan with no B plan. And to me, that's a fascinating conversation for any artist because I've been an artist all my life. And it wasn't until I would say 2010 when I realized, holy shit, I don't really have a B plan. A B plan. Yeah. So he'll talk about that. And we also talk about so many things about rigor and you know digging in and and every day hitting it hitting that blank page or whatever it is that you do and what it takes and how to stay strong and how to really take yourself take care of yourself so that you can stay in that fight because it really is a fight um so without further ado i bring you craig borton you're going to want to really pay attention and i encourage you to take some notes hi so welcome to groomed la i'm here with craig borton Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. You're I'm you are I'm thrilled to have you here. Thank um you. first I just want to say that Craig and I we go back to when we were little embryos. We do. Embryonic. 
Absolutely. In Los Angeles with dreams and hopes yeah. and theater group, theater, writing, drama, ramas, acting, acting yeah. writing, and so slow many children. dreams, slow children, so many dreams. Okay. And I think what, um, what's amazing about you, Craig, is that, you know, tell me, please. Well, like you say, it's a 20 year success story. Like, mm, you know, overnight. If so, overnight. So if someone was to look at your life, so Craig has been nominated for an Oscar, which by the way, I'm dying to know about that swag bag because mm. even the nominees apparently get a really good swag bag. I hate to let you down, but the only people get a swag bag as always the, is the way, yes, the way Hollywood works is what were you going to say? The actors. Correct. Fuck no. That's right. You're nominated for an Oscar. You're there Correct. with the tux. Yes. You're on covers of magazines. And you don't tell me you got at least the $20,000 swag bag? Nothing. And you know who's in the green room? Who? Not the writers. <gasps> just the actors. Not the people making the movies so that they have an right. opportunity just to the act. Actors. Well, I think that leads into a bigger conversation. You know what which, they do when they show your category? Mm-hmm. They put up a film poster. It's so sad. I to let and you're so good looking. Like who doesn't want to? Who doesn't want to like cut away to yeah. you? They cut away to a film, a movie poster, a poster. Yeah, and it might not even be the poster that you. Had the poster it, of the film, and you probably but, didn't get any approval you know, of it yeah, either. Nothing. Anyway, so, okay. So Craig, <laughs> the overnight sensation, um, who's been writing and sweating and blood, sweat, and tearing for how many years now? As a writer in Los Angeles, starting out as an actor. Now you know, twenty five years. Yeah, thirty wow. years. Yeah. I guess my question is, and I think what's important, and I think what this should really be about is how do you stay with your eye on the prize? Mm. How do you stay in the game? Any game, be it writing, be it anything. How how does one not want to fucking quit when you are not met with immediate success? You know, how do you keep going? Sure. I mean, I think first I would say that Life and I think everything in life is a marathon and not a race. I really do, whether it's relationships, friendships, or business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you have to endure, you know, it's endurance. And, you know, I would like to take credit that I was like, I won't. Per, part of it is you feel that if you give up, they win. And you just oh. can't let them win. So I, that sounds and like the so, ego. You the, know, it is a little bit of ego. In, in the best way, that's when your yeah. ego is fighting for you. Like absolutely. the ego is your tool. And that, I think the ego, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you, the ego yeah. is there to protect you and to push you on. And yeah. if you get competitive, great. If you feel... I think you have to be competitive in the entertainment business. I don't think I ever meet anyone who isn't that successful. That's interesting. And I would... Ever. S- that's really interesting. Because I would say personally... I don't have that edge, that fucking comp. Like I'm the one who, when my family was playing Monopoly, I'm like, fuck this. I quit. No, it's it's literally like they they have that joke that Hollywood eats their young. You have to Mm -hmm. be willing to eat your young. Not everyone. Are they tasty? But most people, they are. Most people that I meet. You have Um, to just be ruthless. In certain ways, yeah. In certain ways, yes. It's funny. Earlier we were chatting before we started recording that it's kind of like being in a war. It's like being in a war or playing in the Super Bowl and you're the underdog and no one thinks you're going to win. And, you know, you have to devise a way to win. Were there times during this career of writing Mm. where you said, I'm done? Absolutely. Every day. I still do. You wake up. Yeah, every day. People say you're not in the business unless you're trying to get out of the business. Oh, that's interesting. So it's just that type of thing. It's, it's, um. What do you think if Dallas Buyers Club was never made? So there's an amazing story about Dallas. Will mm-hmm. you just give us a little the little <laughs> elevator pitch story about the, the you know I'm sure you've told it a million times about how the journey of this of of Dallas Buyers Club? 
Sure. I mean, I think it, it would take up 30 minutes, but the... Give us like uh, the two-minute pitch about it. Well, the two-minute pitch is that an ex-girlfriend of mine sent me an article from The Independent, which had a feature on Ron Woodruff and the Dallas Buyers Club. And when I read it, um, you know, it was a personal story to me because everything that was represented in uh, about AIDS and HIV was not in terms of the doctors, the disease itself and everything else was not represented in this, in this, that was in the media was not represented in this article. And uh, it was personal to me because my father had had cancer and died from cancer. And my, my experience with my family and seeking out alternative medications for him and experiencing the doctors, the FDA, the pharmaceutical companies and realizing that terminal illness is a business and, um, when something is a business, you know, it gets corrupted. And so mm-hmm. the same experience that Ron Woodruff was having with the Dallas Buyers Club was very similar to what we went through with my father. And so it was personal to me. I could feel his anger and frustration and not being able to get access to different types of uh, medications for his survival. And so he went out and got them himself. And when we sought out alternative medications for my father, we couldn't get them either in the United States. He had to go to Mexico. He had to go to Europe. Did he get them? And did he? He did not. He did not end up getting them. We we looked into it. We were going to do it. We ended up not doing it. So, wow. But it was just personal to me. And so when I, and I met with Ron Woodruff for three days and interviewed him, uh, you know, I caught him at a time that when you couch people and they're, thinking they might die, which is kind of, he was incredibly effusive about his life and about his regrets and about many things and so about love. And so when my father was very similar in in his last days or months, you know, he was very revealing and uh, Ron Woodruff was just as revealing. And so I caught this man at a really beautiful time. I shouldn't say beautiful, but it was. And uh, he passed um, Two and, a half, two and a half months or three months after I met him. So wow. I caught him right at the end. And what about the story of, there's an amazing long story about, you know, yeah. how long it took to get this film made. Yes. And um, I think it's interesting because when we knew, you, when we had, you know, we were in our 20s. Right. You were writing this screenplay. Right. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> and it wasn't until you were how, 40 or so. Yeah, 42. When yeah. it was actually yeah. in fruition. Mm-hmm. And it must have just felt like a mirage or a deja vu. Or did it feel surreal that it was finally being made? To feel surreal. I mean, everything in the entertainment business feels surreal when it happens. You just don't believe it's going to happen until you actually receive a check or you're on the set of the film. And so. Um, when did you notice that over all your time in Hollywood, and this is a really interesting thing I always wonder, you know, do you feel that when you have your ups, that your world around you is warmer or more receptive and, and tentacly, and then when you're down, they kind of fall away of the bitter, the bitter side of <laughs> Hollywood. Do. And then your movie's being made and then everyone's like, da, 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 Craig, hey, hit yeah. me up, phone calls, yes. this. Yes. It how, is like that. How but did that feel? I mean- when you, I was very extremely humbled over those twenty years, and so when it happens, you can notice it, and you know that certain things aren't real, and that you know it's a business first and foremost. And when you're younger, you think it's it's a business for artists, but it's not. It's actually really is a business, and the twenty years helped me to learn about business and about making movies and about screenwriting and actors and directors and studios. And so 
it was all preparation for that day. And so what happened, I was very excited, but you're always just pinching yourself and trying to, you're staying in the middle. Like my whole thing is like, don't get too high. Don't get too low. Mm -hmm. Just try to stay in the middle. And so how how do you do that? that? You just remind yourself, you know, it's like a, 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 a recording in your mind, like stay cool. Stay cool. Stay cool and stay humble. And so, and enjoy the process and be in the moment, like very present for this and enjoy it. And that's kind of what I did. I just stayed in it and I knew what things weren't real and you know why people want you or Mm -hmm. sometimes just need you. And, and that, you know, it's, it's a business. Did you ever feel like, you know, did I wouldn't say the word capitalize, but did you ever feel like, you know what? I, I know that this is happening because of this. Like I'm getting this and you're just like, fuck that shit. I'm going to, I'm going (laughs) to like, did you ever get, yeah. I mean, I think life is about businessy. Drink. I think, yeah, of course. I, absolutely. I still mm-hmm. am. I mean, right. you have to you be, have to be. It's, it's, it's strategic. It it's a business. It's a business. Yeah. Um, would you say that, um, the art suffers there? The art has, is, is sacri- There's a awareness yes. that you have to make this sort of deal with the devil. Absolutely. And your work is based on that deal. Like absolutely. you have to have a real, yeah knowing about the business about what's that, out there the market yeah i think that the constant battle for the actor the writer the directors you know they're trying you're trying to create something that's special and uh everyone else is trying to fit into a box and that's really the process and so and everyone's fighting for it to be special you know if you weren't doing this what would you I have no idea. Right. Yeah. Like, was there ever any other like fan? Like at one point, probably be like you know waiting tables again. Waiting tables again. I bet you were a great waiter though. I wasn't that great. You don't want to be too great at waiting tables. Yeah, that would be a problem. That would be a downfall. Um, So it wasn't like, well, I had this plan B. This was always your plan. No plan B. You had no plan. No plan B. But I would say, and I don't know if you would say if you were if you were mentoring young right. Do you mentor writers at all? Or I mean, I do when I'm asked to. Right. You know, would you say have a plan B? I mean, I tell actors all the time, you've got to have a plan, a strong, strong ass, lock solid plan B. Whether it's real, remember we almost went into real estate together. Yeah, I agree with that. We were gonna, yeah, you were I like, "M, we got, we box. got." Yeah, you're like, "We got to get into." I ordered real estate. the material. Yeah, you're I like, "I got it." Open the. We're box. gonna study it. Yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna do this. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. You're like, "M, we need a plan mm-hmm. B." Mm-hmm. That was really funny. Mm-hmm. I'd be terrible at selling houses. Exactly. Um. Well, so what? What do you? I guess now. I guess because now you're, you know, you've had, you're in your long run. You're like, on what mile are you on in the marathon? Who knows? I don't even know. I, Drop the stopwatch. Drop. Okay. What do you do to take care of yourself? Like, what do you do? Do you have to? I mean, it's almost I mean, like like you physically. You. I mean, you look incredibly fit. You. It looks I like you're ready to, you know, take out some nunchucks. Like you have. No, you're you ready have to do battle. To, I think it's important to be uh, spiritually, physically, you know, mentally sound, and so I. Do a lot of things like so what kind meditation, self work, therapy, go to therapy. The den meditation. Right. I go to yoga. We love. I hold run. on, side note. We, oh, yeah, love, we love the den. den right? We love Tal Rabinowitz. We <laughs> yes. love what they're doing. Yes, it's incredible. And so you know, I do stuff like that to keep myself sane in a very insane world or business and or world as well. And re- it, really, it is just staying present. Like, what's your reality today? Checking in with your reality. So it really is like be. I'm safe. Day I have food. I have a roof over my head and i have the ability to create 
and staying in that place and being grateful. It's all I know we hear it all the time, but it, it works. You have to remind yourself every day though. Do you feel that um like where do you see yourself maybe in five years? Let's say you never get another movie made. This is so <laughs> I'm going probably, down a really dark that's probably dark alley. True. But seriously, like how would you yeah, it's probably true, but I don't like I said, I don't think like that. I can only be in today. I cannot right. be in five years. I in five years I'll be in five years. And it doesn't matter because the only thing that exists is what I do today. Right. Really. Well, you know, my my brother is also a filmmaker. He's long, a fantastic filmmaker. But you know, he still feel you know, he's still gonna make his movies. But guess what? It could be five more years. I don't think he thinks like I'm never going to make another movie. Like you never know, but yeah. you just have to believe that you'll be making another Absolutely. movie. Absolutely. It's blind faith. <sighs> wow. Yeah. That's so incredible. Mm. Do you, um, so you, so you, you wrote a movie about basically about a dying man. Mm. Do you ever feel, did you ever find a, did do you feel like when you're writing a main character, you have to find yourself in the main character? You have to empathize. Do you, um, would you say thematically in the work that you're writing now and that you're constantly writing, you know, you've got television and movies and pitching. Is there a theme in your work? Like I write about families. I write dramas about fathers and sons. Do you know what I'm saying? There's no theme. It's really just kind of, yes, I try to make it personal to me and I do like true life stories and I do like stories about people, ordinary people in extraordinary circumstances. Mm. What happens as a writer when you're asked to write something or I don't know about asked or you're pitched or you're meeting about writing a story that you have no connection with, but the stakes I mean, are really high. You say, I'll do it. No, I usually don't do it. I always I'll wondered do, about that. Yeah, I usually will just do things that I only that I have a connection to. So you have to have a hit. You have, yeah, to have, you have to you have to be emotionally invested in a story to, to write it well. And if you're just doing it for money, it will not come out well. And you don't get a lot of chances to have things not come out well. So you really have to be invested personally and emotionally to write well. Have you been in, the, in a situation where there's something, someone comes to you with material and you're like, holy shit, I have, I'm flatlining about this. Yeah, then I just won't I mean, do it's it. It's got to happen all the time and you, you turn shit down. Yeah, you just don't do it. You know? Do you get scared turning stuff I down? I don't, I don't. I think, you know, one of my rules was just don't take, don't take a job unless you love it. Don't take it for the money. Okay, that's amazing. Would you say yeah. the same thing for actors? I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's a personal thing. It's, it's, I think it depends on the individual. I just know uh, writers don't get as many chances to fail as actors might get more. But mm. everyone goes to, you can go to actor jail, writer jail, director jail. So I just think it's just do what you, you know, go towards things that um, you love. Have you ever experienced or seen anyone in, act, in writer jail? And have them come out I've of it. I've seen everyone in jail. <laughs> but, but <laughs> everyone seen, goes to jail. I've seen them yeah. in jail, but, I, but I've seen people come out of it. People come out because they endure. Wow. I cannot they believe endure. the perseverance yeah. and the strength and the resilience. Yeah. Yes. To endure. I wonder if you would have had that as an actor. To perdure. Per, no, to endure. And perdure. Perdure? I think so. Perdure. Spell that it off. again. <laughs> Spell <laughs> that. Perdure. P-E-R-D-U-E. Like pursue? No, I think, I think it's part of endurance. Let's see. Perdor. <laughs> That's a <laughs> great word. Just look this up as we're doing this. I would say that um, my experience in acting was I did not have that gene that would make me, that I wanted to keep going. Well, it's hard because, because it was you get, so, the, I just couldn't handle it. Yeah, it's hard because you get, um, 
Yeah, I don't know what why I brought up that word. But is it um, a word? I don't know. It's like in Spanish. Let me get um, my assistant. Yeah. Um Marvin. Oh, wait, he doesn't <laughs> exist. Sorry. Um what was your question? I'm just saying I don't even remember what the question was. Oh, that's okay. You know, about endurance. Yeah. How do you have the endurance? What, you know, again, it's just a it's just a daily thing where you have to, you know, get up out of bed and persist. What about ritual? How how important is ritual in your life? I mean, for me, ritual is important. So, so for me, it's important. So, um, for my writing process, I have a big board in my office. That's is it bigger than that board? Yeah, it's like the it's I don't even know what it is. I think it's ten feet by four feet. Did you get on Amazon? And I got it at like an office store. That's a big board. Yeah, it's a big board. And so I'll pick images mm. that I'm thinking of. It, you know, it could be if it's a cowboy, you know, for Dallas. Yeah, it's a mood board. I'll pick images of cowboys and different things from a time period. And then I'll pick the music that I think goes not that not necessarily be in the film, but mm-hmm that I think goes with the story and then I'll put index cards. I'll put the pictures, I'll play the music and then I'll put index cards on the board that are scenes that I think have to happen. And then if I'm doing things correctly at a certain point during the process, the music, the images and the scenes themselves, the board starts talking to me. Wow. What is your daily ritual? Like what time do you wake up? I'm fascinated by uh, people's morning routines. I mean, I wake up super early. It can be anywhere between 5.30 and 7.30. It just depends on how late I stay up that night, but what, I'm definitely up by 7.30. What are the first five things that you do? I mean, I just do a very short uh, gratitude meditation that's maybe a minute or two. Like in just bed, run like through. wake up. Yeah, like, I, oh, I woke up today. Mm-hmm. I'm alive. I love that. that. Has to start there because some people go to bed, they don't wake up the next day. Mm. And then I just go through a list of what I'm grateful for. And um, uh, my morning ritual isn't that special. And then I'll make coffee and then I'll do some reading. And then I usually do some type for, I'll take a run or I'll go do yoga or I'll go meditate. Well, I've noticed that you didn't say, so when you say reading, what kind of reading is it like reading email? Do you do emails? Like I'm very curious about how people. Of course. I mean, I'm still, I'm very addicted. I'm still very addicted to social media, email. Yeah. I won't go on social media because I've really tried hard to only go on it, you know, once or twice a day. I'm really trying to do that. But, um, do you succeed at that? Some days I do, some days I don't. I mean, it's a it's war. Do you go you down know? a rabbit hole war. with that? Everyone I'm does, really curious course. about that. Absolutely. And you go here, and then you go there, Absolutely. and then before you're yeah, like ten endless. degrees, and, of and like, an hour has gone by, and I'm like, Did, is that how I want to spend my hour? Mm-hmm. So, um, but it's more just email, like stuff that I, you know, there's emails to be sent every day, and so it's more like that. But the, do you a lot of time for it? Because there's there's people, there are coaches that say. You know, the morning is when you're most productive. Correct. So that's when you got to hustle. Correct. Then you set an hour with a clock and Correct. this is going to be my email. Like, do you structure that? Like- I don't, but I'm aware of time because the mornings are the most productive for me. And so by two or three, I'm done. My day's over. And so the mornings where I get everything done. Mm-hmm. And so I have time before I take a class. I'll, I'll usually take like a 1030 class. A yoga so- class. Yoga, meditation, or I'll go run or mm-hmm. something, but I don't do it. It's something 10, physical, you're saying? Yeah, until 10 or 10.30. And so I have time in the morning, two or three hours to do work. And so I'll return some calls and then I'll do some writing. 
And when you do, do you feel that like you have to, I just know also for me personally, I have to do something physical. I have to move mm-hmm. my body. I basically yeah, can't, can't really sit still. And if I don't do it in the morning, I usually don't do it. So I know like, Gotta go, go now. Who are some of your favorite teachers in town? Like? Oh goodness. You know, I don't have any. I You're really just don't. Happy it's to like, get your ass yeah, I'm re- no, it's very random. Cause it's like, Oh, well, I'd be on the side of town. Oh, I'll go there. Oh, well, Am I going to have to go here? I'll go there. Do you, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know. It'll just be, I, I, I will know the teachers, but I don't know them. Might, but how do you look it up? Do you like, are you on class pass? Yeah, do you yeah, just look just up have, a class? Yeah, do you yeah, have like an app where you're you like, have an app. Yeah. what's the app? Well, the app for the place that I want to go. Oh, for Power Yoga okay. or the Dead Meditation okay. or Equinox. You know. Okay. Oh, Equinox. Well, you take classes. Oh, wait, that was a while right, ago. Yeah. Right. But do you take classes at Equinox? Yeah, I'll take some of the classes like there. Class. Yeah, they have great classes. Wow. I, I'm so no, but seriously, I'm I'm all about the like the fitness. You Absolutely, know it's a know. massive it's part. Of, yeah. yeah, I get it. Well, from you know, in terms of meditation, mm. you know, of course, I'm, we're in a world where meditation is like everyone's banging you over the head. You know, my brother teaches meditation, and for me, I spin. That is my meditation. Mm. I my ideas come to me. I get quiet. There could be the music is. I get laser focus. All my best ideas. I get ideas for like images, art. Um, and I just have to, I had to let go of the, the pressure that I have to like sit quietly with my eyes closed of course, to meditate. Absolutely. So it's like find yeah. your own way. Yeah, yeah. What about like food and rituals and health? I mean, and I'll just you look sound amazing. so awful talking about it, but, but it's basically a, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's a mostly a, keto, you're, you're mostly, yeah, mostly a ketogenic diet. What does that mean? Uh, for those of you who don't know the ketogenic, ketogenic is like blending proteins and fats and um like bulletproof coffee do you put butter in your coffee i don't know i don't do that um i i like matcha i don't really i mm-hmm. try to not to drink a ton of coffee um so i like to go get matcha lattes do you put like so milk do milk you make lattes. like things for yourself do i cook for myself like do you make those like little coffees with like high fat things the high fat matchas or no, no. okay that's no, I'll, no, no, I'll have to teach no, you about no. that okay you'll teach now me. that i've teach, yeah. i've taught you about the sun potion and that's really it a little bit of intermittent fasting some days and um, who taught you about that i just thought was reading about it and does it you feel that like you've gotten like slimmer or lighter or i just feel better feel i really better. do so you just yeah. stop eating at a certain yeah. time stop eating at a certain time eating m- not all vegetarian, but a lot of vegetarian. And um, that's it. What about spirituality? Spirituality is really back to just the very simple spirituality. A little bit of yoga and a little bit of meditation. Do you pray? I do pray sometimes, yes. How does that sometimes. feel? I mean, like, do you... Well, I guess here's my question yeah. about prayer. Yes. Because, you know, I, I think I, I don't pray to God, but I... I don't even know what prayer is. Like, right. I'm very curious about when people talk about. Yeah, no, I, mine I pray. is just gratitude. Just like, I'm telling you, it's just gratitude. Thank you. It's just gratitude you. and love. That's it. Do you handwrite Gra- stuff? Gratitude. No, I don't. I always wonder about that. Yeah, no. Very quick, simple, and quick. And in your head, like it's quick. in my it's, head, or if I'm taking a class, you know, right. yoga or meditation, then I'll I'll go deeper in. Well, you've been doing yoga for a very long yeah. time. You've been doing yoga since before yoga was uh-huh. yoga. <laughs> there wasn't even yoga. You're like Mysore <laughs> yoga. You're like um, Krishnamurti or yeah. whatever. I'm like Patabi Joyce. You're totally Patabi. So, um, do <clears throat> you? Um, did you teach yoga or did you get certified? I did just for a little bit. Were you I didn't certified? get certified. You just I just were like taught teaching it for a minute. Town. Yeah, just for fun. How did that feel? Yeah, that felt great. Did you feel like the <laughs> teachings were coming through you? Uh, yeah, they did at the time. 
It's mm-hmm. been a long time. What yeah. if you just like go back? If all else fails, you can just like be. Maybe I'll just go back and teach. No, that, no shame in that. N- not at all. No shame. Do you do anything like any kind of service? Um, uh, how do you, or how do you feel about like you know there? Service is a way that we fill up, right? You're never absolutely the quote. You're never. You can never get poor from giving. I just think esteemable acts create esteemable people. So wherever in life I can give back, I do. Okay. Do you want to give us any details? Not really. Okay. Me neither. I mean, to me, giving back is like if I like pick yeah. up a piece of garbage on the floor. I'm like, holy shit, I was amazing today. Well, maybe a little bit deeper than that, but maybe not. No, mine yeah. is just like litter. It's fine. I'll like pick yeah, up litter. That's good. That's good. I mean, that's one thing. We should go pick up litter now. Well, we can go litter picking. <laughs> I mean, I, I like that's one of like three things. Yeah, I'll that's do. nice. Like go to the park and like give a cake yeah, to like a homeless absolutely. person. Does that sound weird? No, it sounds great. And I take my kids with me. Absolutely. It's an amazing feeling. I think it's good for your kids. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Are you having fun? So we, I am having a blast. Um, it's so funny to be, you know, it's so funny. We've been here for so long and so many of our friends and people that we've grown up with are now in their 40s mm. and or older. Mm. And a lot of them are very, very successful, mm. very successful. And it's been amazing to watch people. At the same time, I always feel like, oh man, like if I was in that group of all these young people and I didn't get to that level, I still have feelings about that. I wonder like some of the people that we grew up with that started out young in this business that didn't succeed. Um, you know, I wonder, I wonder what they feel like, or mm. do you know what I mean? I know, You're going to have to interview them. That's right. That's right. Cause I'm not interviewing <laughs> them. I'm interviewing someone who's very successful. Not really. Not really. <laughs> um, okay. Let's say, what is it like being, um, I'm just curious about, you know, you're a man in Hollywood. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Hold on. You're a, success, you're a hot, gorgeous, successful oh, yeah, man. Go there. No, I'm not going there, there, but I'm saying like, do you feel, how do you feel about, okay. I guess this could be kind of dangerous, but, mm. um, do you feel you come to LA now we're on a high vibe like there's a real transformation going on mm. I think in town I think people are getting I know you know yes there's a bit of like a lot of spiritual materialism and it could feel a little surface mm. and Shaman Durek uh, this a, a wonderful quote light worker that I know uh, that we all know um, he talks about the love and light crowd and like the heart to heart he kind of talks about how this whole there's a little bit of a materialism going on with spirituality and it's fake it's because it's trendy and we we kind of were here before then when yoga was we weird were, yeah. and i was doing raw foods in yes, 1997 absolutely. people thought i was a frigging yeah. nut all i was eating was yes. nuts i mean it was really it was a purity to it absolutely do you feel like there's a you know a um what what is the word a dilution of of the teachings and a dilution of what it means to really just be spiritual or to do you know what mm-hmm. i mean I think that my my take on it is any way you can get there. So I think like even if people mm. are not fully invested, but are yet getting other people to meditate or to yoga or be spiritual or be loving or come from an honest place, I think that's good. Right. Like who cares? Yeah, like who cares? Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. That's really like yeah. a generous, yeah. loving way They're of seeing it. They're waking up early. They're teaching a class. Yeah. Like who cares know? if yeah. it's if it's just because it looks exactly. good on Instagram? Exactly. Wow, that's really yeah, interesting. Yeah, and I think by virtue, to be like, softer that's the culture people. now. Yeah. yeah. Soft on people, soft on ourselves. Wow. What do you do when you find yourself like beating the fucking shit out of yourself? Because I have to change the tape. Change the tape. Yes. It's a daily reset. Absolutely. 
in my case, I'd be changing like the, v, the, 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 the track to track eight track. Yes. You must change the tape. <laughs> I actually still have some tapes. Um, how do we change the tape? How do you, re, how do you change the inner, that, 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 recognize, that vicious voice that wants to think, beat us up? I think you recognize that the tape is playing mm-hmm. and you say to yourself, I have to change. I'm not, you know, you, you, you stop yourself, connect, you stop yourself and connect to some self love. You sound so I'm not. Actualized. I'm just telling you what I do. You're telling That's you it. what you do. It yeah. doesn't, but you're not always successful at it. You, you, not always. Right. It's an attempt. Yeah. It's an awareness. But by, but by being aware and attempting it, you are changing. Craig. Right? Oh, my God. All right. Are I, we, okay. Okay. Are, are we wrapping? Okay. How long have we been on? We've been on for 28 minutes. I feel like no one's going to listen past 28 minutes. I don't okay, we know. Can wrap it up. Do well, think? I don't know. Do Podcasts th- go for like minutes. an hour. But, they do? But maybe I'm not, oh, maybe I'm not, do, do maybe I'm not doing the hard-hitting <laughs> questions. Um, okay. So here, here's a good question for okay. my, for my, for my, uh, my guests. Okay, so great. when we walk into my house, I have a sculpture on the wall. It's made of wire. Okay. And it says, it's got words and it says the constant possibility of erasure. And I'm going to ask all my guests um, what that means to them. It's a, it's just a saying you can think, take a beat, yeah. you know, the I mean, constant possibility me, of erasure. I think the it's the constant possibility of erasure. Yeah. What does that mean I think to for you? me, when I just hear that, it's it says like, for me, it means the constant possibility to uh, erase the, uh, the narrative mm. and begin a new one. And so maybe for me, it means the constant possibility that that possibilities are endless and you can, you have the possibility to change them. That is so beautiful. Do you know what my kids say? What? We can die any minute. That's nice too. It's a nice thought. I'll (laughs) think about that tomorrow. Yours is so positive. (laughs) Craig. I'll think about, I think positivity is important for all of us. I am, I'm basking in the light of your positivity right now. I'm basking in the light of your positivity. Um, okay. Well, Craig, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having this me. Was, I love you. I love you so and much. I, I, I wish, wish you so well much success. Podcasts. I hope no thank one was you. bored. Thank you for listening. If you got this far, if you didn't, that's okay too. <laughs> and uh, just sending love. Okay. So, thank right. you. Thanks Bye. So much. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much. That's our episode for today. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is so fun. I just want to like do this forever all day and do nothing else like maybe go to spin class and have a salad but seriously this is a blast so please make sure you star and rate and yelp and airbnb and do whatever you need to do to um keep give this episode some props share it spread the love we're going to be setting up the facebook and the twitter and the myspace and the patreon page as soon as i can figure out how to properly pronounce that Feel free to email, DM, slide anywhere you need to slide up in all of them because I am a total introvert extrovert. So I like to stay home and just be talking to everyone. Do you see what I'm saying? So I will totally answer emails. If you're calling, that's kind of weird. But just definitely write me. I will get back to you. The Groomed LA Instagram is shockingly at Groomed LA. The Facebook, it's totally anorexic. It's a Hollywood Facebook page. It's like got no people following it. So try following it, I guess. I guess that's what you're supposed to say. That's cool. The Twitter is kind of meh. As you see, I undersell and uh, probably underdeliver. But that being said, I'm so glad you're here. Check out the liner notes or whatever they're called for discounts. Stay tuned. I'm going to have giveaways, sleepovers, slumber parties. I don't know. Play dates. 
Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you with our next episode, who is going to be Ryan Gosling or someone equally as as kind of weird and strangely. I don't know. I don't know what he is. I would say cool, but he's not even cool. He's just like he coined a term like, hey, girl, like, I mean, that's kind of cool. So, okay, Ryan Gosling or someone as cool as him. Okay, bye.